I should know. Good evening and welcome to this week's worldwide broadcast of The Joyner Report. Now here's your host, Angela Joyner. Hello and welcome to the Joiner Report on WPRN New Orleans and UFO Paranormal Radio Network.com. A big shout out to all those in the Pal Talk chat room. It's good to see you there. And uh, I just got booted out of the chat room. I was there, so I know there's about 35, 36 of you in there. I don't know what happened. All right. I just wanted to let you know that my vacation last week in South Padre was fabulous, even though it rained, or I should say it flooded for the first three days, but we had a great time. Tonight's guests are Nancy Talbot and Robert Vandenbroka. Many of you have heard Nancy on the Joiner Report a few times before this. She's the president of BLT Research and specializes in crop circles and is very well known and respected for her scientific approach to her work. You may remember that on those previous shows, we have discussed Robert's case and the many things he experiences. Nancy first became aware of Robert. Uh, he's in Hooven, Holland in 1996 when one of the research team's colleagues reported that Robert, who was 16 at the time, had witnessed light balls and an angel which emerged from one of them at a crop circle site in the fields around Hooven. Nancy said in the beginning she sort of just dismissed that report, but she was contacted again in uh, 1997, and this time the light, there was a light that had appeared outside Robert's bedroom. When it disappeared, burn marks were found on the exterior wood trim and other areas about the site. A mysterious white powder was found on the balcony floor outside the bedroom. Of course, um, I think naturally Robert's parents were concerned, and uh, especially with those burn marks, I would think, and they asked if BLT scientists would analyze the material. The final result was a basic magnesium carbonate, the same material often used in fireproofing agents, and for heat insulation. But what? why was it there? Who? How was it left there? Really strange. Now, Robert has only recently agreed to be uh, publicly interviewed. I think his first show was uh, Monday night with Alejandro Rojas on Open Minds uh, production. So it's uh, really great to have him with us tonight. He seems to have an ability to see events before they occur, most often crop circles. He sometimes does amazingly accurate drawings of how he sees yours even. So now Robert is going to talk with us tonight and present some uh, present firsthand some of the atypical events, including a group of crop circles named Woodenhead, or in an area called Woodenhead, I should say. And hopefully some of you were able to read the links posted prior to the show to become more knowledgeable of Robert's experiences and Nancy's research and public, published conclusions. Um, the website is www.bltresearch.com, um, and there's a section there for Robert. Welcome, Nancy. Hi there, Angela. How are you tonight? 
I'm great. Just great. great. I'm so happy you're with us. And I'm so glad and, you had a nice vacation. Oh, thank you. And uh, Robert, uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you uh, very good. Very uh, good. Okay, great. And um, yeah. I just want to let the audience know that uh, Robert is up at 4 a.m. in Holland. So I'm very grateful that he agreed to do this at such an early, early hour. And um, it's it's very nice of you, Robert, and I'm very happy to welcome you to the Joiner Report. You are welcome. And uh, I'm, uh, <coughs> I'm a really... A real night uh, person. I live in uh, many times in the night. That's no problem for me. And uh, when I was uh, not a night uh, uh, person, then I was also do it. It's uh, good that people know the truth. What is uh, what's going on uh, here? I well, should probably tell people, Angela, that Robert is of course Dutch, uh, which means that his primary language is Dutch. And although he understands English very well, he sometimes has to search for uh, English words when he's answering questions. And sometimes I will pop in when I know what he's trying to find out and provide the word because it's easier for him. Okay. Yes, my English is my English is not so uh, not so very good. So I uh, try uh, to uh, explain it so uh, good uh, as I can. Oh, no, I think your English was very good. I listened to you and Alejandro and Nancy Monday night, and uh, I thought you did fabulously well. So we'll just go on from there. We just, uh, we'll just, we're just letting the audience know that, uh, you know, Nancy may help you out now and then. But uh, let's talk about this light that appeared on your balcony and... Uh, seem to deposit this white substance. Can you tell us about that? Well, I yeah. was going to... Let me start <coughs> off with a mistake. Yes, okay. And then he'll fill in okay. the, the personal details. Uh, this is back in... Um, it's August 2nd, 1997. And by this time, I had heard about Robert a couple times from some of our field workers in the Netherlands. But it, well, this was the first time that there was actual physical evidence left after one of these events. And therefore, it was something we could actually you know, get the scientists involved with. Um, and as you said earlier, there was a large glowing ball of light that had appeared. And not just Robert, but his sister also saw it. And when it was gone, there was this white powder on the balcony floor. There's a small balcony that goes off of Robert's bedroom, which is at the back of the house, and there are floor-to-ceiling glass doors that open out onto this balcony. So, Robert, do you, you want to tell again about how you first saw the light and, you know, what went on from there? Yes, I... I uh, try to uh, tell it, uh, I, I will tell it so good uh, as I can in uh, English. I uh, remember me that I was uh, in the bedroom uh, and uh, I was cleaning myself and I was walking to uh, my sleep room and uh, when I was opening the door I was see uh, a very bright uh, light, very bright and uh, 
I uh, was walking uh, to the to the uh, doors from my balcony, and uh, I was open more the. Are you sorry, Nancy? The curtain. curtain. Yes, yes. Thank you. And I was open it, and I was uh, see a very bright white light. Also, my younger sister was also uh, see it in uh, in her sleep room. And it was a very bright uh, light, I think uh, so big as a car. And uh, on that moment, I was uh, realized me that it was something uh, special. And in one second, the light was going out. The same, it was looked like if you was uh, put out the television. When the television is going out. And you know you how the light goes down to a tiny little light when you turn the TV off? Yeah. Yes. That's yes. what it means. Yes, it was not going up in the sky, but it was in one second, phew, go away. On that moment, I was uh, feel all my body tinklings, and I was feel very strong that the light was intelligent. And that sounds maybe strange for some people, but I was feel very strong that the light was uh, intelligent, and that it was not a normal light of uh, a ball blixen, um I was uh, of a weather light. I was going to uh, downstairs with my sister and tell my parents, and we was uh, going uh, to my sleep room, and we found on my balcony a white, strange white powder, and it was very strange. My father was trying to taste it in his mouth, and um, we have. Uh, I was sure. Absolutely sure that the white powder was coming out uh, the ball of light, that it was coming out the ball of light, and that it was from the ball of light. I was not seeing on that moment when I was seeing the ball of light that it was coming out the ball of light, and I was sure that the powder was come f uh, from the ball of light. Yes, uh, that it was a byproduct somehow. A byproduct, yes, somehow. And we have uh, take we have uh, put it in uh, a plastic uh, bag, a little plastic bag, and we uh, yes that was the begin from uh, a big mystery, uh, mystery, mystical experience that I have in the years and uh, the contact with uh, Nancy and uh, it was the first time that I was uh, found the white powder and Nancy have do research in that time also and um, yes that's that's very strange and now uh, they are uh, maybe we i can tell later the more experience with more crop circles but that was the first uh, experience with uh, the white powder that's uh, what i uh, describe of uh, okay moment. robert did you say that you felt the light was intelligent did i understand that correctly Yes, absolutely. I was feel uh, very strong that it was an intelligent light, and it was very strange. But it was, uh, I was feeling a little bit a, a child. I was a little bit a child of this moment. I was not a very a young child. I was a little bit growing up, and I was feeling. It was the same feeling of I was coming home. It was feel of I was I was feeling very safe. I was feel not angst. I was feel me very safe, and it was uh, very strange. I was feel that the light was know me exactly how I how I am, how uh, the deeps from my soul, and I have more from that sort of uh, experience. You felt a connection, a deep spiritual connection 
with the ball of light instead of feeling fear or sort of thing. Instead, no, he felt that this was a, a consciousness of some kind, of a spiritual nature, and yes. he felt close to it. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, well, I understand yes. that. Now, you said your father tried to taste the white powder? Yes, it, was, uh, it sounds a little bit funny. He was uh, with his finger put in it and tasted a little bit. And uh, I was asked, are you sure to do that? My, he was do that. And he is uh, he's living now. He's not uh, dematerializing. <laughs> and what about the burn marks? Where were the burn marks? Yes, the, there are burn marks uh, on the outside from uh, the wood part uh, from uh, the the windows, and was uh, the there are I have seen more times light bulbs and my sister and also also my parents and uh, more people uh, around us uh, they was coming in this house to see the light bulbs and. Then we discover uh, many times uh, burn marks on uh, on the wood parts. The wood uh, parts of, of the windows and things. Yes, yes. Not very Nancy? severe. It's not terrible burning, but it's clearly, you know, actually burned with heat. Well, Nancy, do we assume that ball of light had heat to it then? I would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you, what it but you left weren't close was, enough to feel any heat from it, right? Robert? Uh, yeah, I, I, I cannot describe it. I have uh, so many experience with uh, light balls. I have experience with uh, li light balls uh, uh, around me. I, uh, they they, they uh, uh, flying. Uh, I have experienced that they was flying uh, around me. And Do you ever feel heat from them, Robert? Are they hot on your body? Uh, sometimes I feel it a little bit, but not uh, so hot that it was burning uh, feeling. Well, a sort of uh, same feeling when you take uh, took a, a, a balloon and you do it in your hair and you uh, make it that it is moving and you do static it around electricity. static. Yes, that's exactly. I, I feel that. Yes, yes. So your and sister saw this. And you saw it, and uh, you you felt it, it connected with you in some way that it had some sort of intelligence about it. And you've seen these light balls quite often, is that correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. Nancy, have you seen one? Only once, and it was uh, in a crop circle. We were sitting one night out in a circle, oh, many years after this first incident and just once very briefly I saw one but I thought later when we were finished talking about the white powder we might talk about the very first time Robert and I together saw a crop circle form because that time we both saw white tubes brilliant white tubes of light comes shooting yes. down from the sky. Yes, that's very strong. Also for the skeptical uh, people, we have seen uh, both with each other that mm -hmm. um, circle was uh, forming with light tubes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the the white powder, Nancy. Um, when you, uh, I guess you, 
at first of all, you were sent a sample of it, right? Yeah, the, the sample was sent here by our field worker, and I contacted Phyllis Budinger, whom you know about. She's an analytical chemist who is in Ohio, and she works on a machine called in, uh, an infrared spectroscopy machine. And uh, Phyllis has been helping us for many years. And so the first test that uh, we tried was we actually did an EDS, which is electron dispersive spectroscopy. Nick Ryder, I think, did that. And then it went to Phyllis for infrared spectroscopy. And the point was to identify uh, what the material was. And uh, it came back as a very pure uh, magnesium carbonate. But uh, infrared spectroscopy and EDS, neither one of those tests can tell you exactly how pure. We could tell that it was because it was very fine, but the basic result that first time and several other times was simply magnesium carbonate. Now, the test, the, the link that you've put up there on your website, the first one, is to this new report that we've just put out because there have been many, many incidents of the white powder often appearing in crop circles, sometimes appearing in the house. But this is about a deposit in which we were able to do many other tests. We did something called inductively coupled plasma mass spectroscopy. Oh, what a mouthful. And that gave us, for certain, the purity level, which in this case was 99.9965 something or other percent pure. In, almost, in other words, almost 100% pure magnesium carbonate. And then uh, a very well-known mineralogist who uh, I at that time did not know, had never met, called me just out of the blue and offered himself and his equipment, and he's an expert in X-ray diffraction. And so we were able to get all of these tests done on this most recent incident, which was last October. Um, could it have been, was that 2010, Robert? I think maybe I've got a, a typo here wrong. It was, no. Oh, this is, we're in October 2010, aren't we? Yes, right now. <laughs> okay, so it was a year ago, October uh -huh. 5th, 2009. And there had been a number of uh, rings, uh, uh, not exactly crop circles, but rings made in the field in this one particular area where Robert has had many things happen. And one night, Robert, after these rings had appeared, Robert um, and his friend Roy, who has been doing some wonderful field work, went to the field. And if people are reading through this report, they'll see a photograph of Roy with Ellen. And uh, the reason I put that in was to show people that Robert takes many, many, many very unusual photographs, but also many of his photographs are absolutely normal. It depends on whether this energy, this, this presence, is there or not. In this case, it wasn't, and the picture is perfectly normal. Okay. Then a little later on, there's another picture of Roy, and you see this white, misty substance that looks a little bit like smoke. Nobody was smoking. It is not smoke. It is not fog. It is this stuff 
that has something to do with all of this starting to form. Then you'll see two photographs of Robert's face with what looks like uh, a white UFO right in front. Those pictures were all taken out in that field after that set of rings had appeared. And then a little bit later on, one night, Robert had uh, uh, this knowing. This, uh, he, I think I don't quite understand how it is for him with this, but he sees in his head, maybe in his mind's eye, maybe in the pituitary gland, I don't know exactly, but he will actually see things almost like he's looking at a movie. And he saw a new little circle go down with this white stuff in the circle. And he called Roy, and Roy went right away and did photograph and sample it. And that material is the one that we've carried out all of these tests upon. And, in fact, it is this very, very pure substance. Uh, it is, in fact, so pure that... Uh, Dr. Everell, the mineralogist, said that it had to be synthetic. In other words, it's not a magnesium ore that has been refined, but it has been chemically created in a laboratory. And furthermore, material of that sort would be very, very expensive for any of us to buy. The amount of this material that we've recovered over the years I think oh, is in the range now of seven to eight thousand dollars worth, uh, which points I'm making to show that neither Robert nor I nor anyone in his family or close by is a chemist in a laboratory, and none of us have the kind of money to be able to buy a material that is so expensive and spread it around unless Robert is hiding something from me that I really would be surprised to find out about. Well, would, is this uh, substance, magnesium carbonate, in its pure form like this, or almost pure form, is it something you could go to the local drugstore and buy if you had the money? No. Because you it's only it created in a laboratory and it's correct. all synthetic? You could go to a laboratory supply house and buy this, but it would cost you, uh, we, uh, the labs we checked, it was running a little over $700 per 100. And given the amounts that we have recovered from the fields over the years and from Robert's house, we have right now seven to $8,000 worth of it. And Alejandro suggested that perhaps we should sell it to help support some of the research. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, well, I'm thinking it you might know, be a good idea, too. But, but what would it be used for? And the other thing that comes to mind, well, answer that first. What is this uh, purest synthetic form used for, a fire retardant, you said, right? particular chemical balance that it is in, in this substance, it is used almost exclusively uh, to put out fires as a fire retardant. Now, Dr. Eberle did do some um, Googling, he was very curious about uh, what this substance might be used for also. And what he discovered was fascinating. Because this white stuff keeps appearing, and we don't know why, I keep thinking that maybe we're supposed to be finding out something else about it. What he found out was that scientists in a number of countries, in Sweden, in British Columbia, 
and another group at NASA are all looking at this material. It's called hydromagnesite in this chemical formulation. And they're looking at it with the idea that it could be useful in removing, or what they say, sequestering excess CO2 in the atmosphere, carbon dioxide. Now, if in fact they could figure out a way to use it to do that, then, of course, this would be a possible solution or partial solution to climate warming because it's excess CO2 in the atmosphere that is largely causing climate warming. Well, it doesn't make sense that somebody would be trying to hoax something using an ex expensive uh, chemical like that. I mean, they would just be throwing their money away, so it, that doesn't really make sense. So. The only thing is, these light balls or whatever is doing this has um, some kind of heat to it because you've seen the burn marks. So um, it's like maybe the white powder is to keep it from catching the fields on fire or something. I wondered that. We just don't know. I mean, if what we were looking at was a flare, for instance, magnesium is used in flares too, mm -hmm. uh, it would be a much uh, less pure magnesium. But the burning of a flare produces magnesium oxide, not magnesium carbonate. And okay. so, uh, you know, Robert, uh, Robert, you have some ideas, though, about the white powder and that it might be useful in healing, or why don't you talk about what you think about it? Yes. <clears throat> I, um, I, I have, I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I will uh, not claim that you can heal uh, um, uh, many things with it, but I have some feeling that the energy, the frequency, frequency from uh, the uh, powder is very high. And when you um, uh, have pain, that the pain is going. I know. Uh, that, uh, that 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 there is some uh, healing energy also in it. So when you hold it by you, then it is doing something in your aura. It's doing something with your energy level, and um, it has a very so on an energetic attention. level, it might be healing and helpful to people rather yes. than as a chemical of some kind. Yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. Interesting. I'm sure about it, and 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 I. Um, Sometimes when the light bulbs are around me, I was feel uh, more uh, tinkling than heat. I have maybe uh, when they are very close to me, they have a sort of heat skull. How you say this skull? Uh, oh, you heat. oh you tell me about like in the desert when you see something at a distance, a mirage, and you yes, see I have, the air funny around yes, it. I have seen also that uh, around the light bulbs. I have also uh, my idea when the light bulbs are very close by me that uh, they have a sort of uh, heat protect, uh, protection. A shield uh, of some sort. Yes, also but that they uh, protect me also for the heat. Uh, huh. that they, okay, uh, I'm not quite following this. It, the, what protects you from the heat? I think he's talking about a shield of some kind around... Yes, a shield around uh, the, the ball of light. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it is that uh, 
I um, I have um, not all my body uh, burn burn uh, marks uh, well in uh, pants uh, from me, but not in uh, not my body. This I I'm sure that it, they protect me also that they not. Uh, okay, so uh, you have had burn marks or you have not? Not on his body, but he's telling body, about no. one time when the pants his pants leg. Uh, sweatpants he had on were burned quite clearly, but not a hair on his leg was touched. And you have a photo of that too on your website. I looked at that today. Yeah, I do. Yes. Um, so he, there have been, and Robert doesn't see just one kind of light ball either. There have been many, many different kinds little balls of light, sometimes flashes of light, sometimes much larger balls of light. And he has seen them not only in the night, but in the daytime also. Uh, of quite a variety of light phenomena. And then there are cases where the crop circles are happening and no lights at all. Okay. So there's quite a variety well, of situations. I think we should mention, too, that uh, the magnesium carbonate that's been found in the center of some of these circles usually is underneath the crop or the plant. It's not laying on top in any way, right? Isn't that amazing? Uh, how could that be? <laughs> I mean, somebody would have to dust it off perfectly. Perfectly. And in the middle of the night and with witnesses all over the field, so if we get on, if we move now on to the Woodenhead Report, uh, I think you have a link up there on your site. It's... Uh, events at Woodenhead in the summer of 2007. And uh, I did tell this story the other night with Alejandro, the fact that the farmer who was renting this field in 2007, unknown to Robert, is a farmer who also has fields in Hooven where there have been circles over the years. And this particular farmer does not like this at all. He is not happy with the circles. And Robert wishes very much that the circles will not happen on his property because he gets very upset. And it seems so strange that the one summer that this man rents another field at a place called Buschenhoft, Buschenhoft, which loosely translates to Woodenhead in English, that the one summer the man does this, all of the circles that summer decided to happen in that field. And some of them were very dramatic. The events that took place there uh, were very amazing. And I wanted to start, actually, with the one, I think it's Woodenhead number three, because in this case, uh, two witnesses, Robert and his friend, uh, his mother's friend, Ellen. Let me interrupt both... for just a second, Nancy. Sure. I'm posting these links in the chat room. Oh, and I'm okay. wondering, are we talking about the one that says eyewitness seven or the one eyewitness eight? Uh, this would be, it was entitled Events at Woodenhead. Okay, I'm looking at the link, though. Uh, I'm not at the computer. Okay, that's all right. It's, I mean, if you just well, click they on the Woodenhead report and scroll okay. down through the Woodenhead report, it's in part one. Okay. And it will be Woodenhead number three. It's the third event at Woodenhead in part one of that report. All right. Now go ahead. 
Okay. And this is the one uh, where uh, Robert literally, physically, apparently disappeared right in front of his mother and Ellen, right in front of their eyes, when uh, a little red ball suddenly appeared out in the field. And Robert told me that from his vantage point, what he saw was like a little red firefly almost. What they saw was a red ball of light that appeared rather in front of them. Robert had been standing off to the right. And at exactly the instant that they first saw the red ball, Robert disappeared. I mean, he simply was gone, like he had ceased to exist. And uh, they watched for some 30 seconds to a minute as this red ball of light uh, rotated over the crop surface slowly at first, then much faster, then turned on an angle, a 45-degree angle to the crop, and then all of a sudden turned back into a red ball of light, bounced up and down three times in the same place, and poof, it was gone. And where it went out, suddenly, that's where Robert was. In other words, he came back, but, uh, you know, in not where he had been originally standing. And let's uh, let's uh, emphasize here. This was witnessed by Robert's mother and a family friend, Ellen. Correct. You want to tell what that was all about, Robert? How how that went down that night? Yes, sure. That was uh, a very uh, intensive uh, experience, and uh, I can remember me it very clear. Uh, I was with my mother and uh, with Ellen go to uh, the fields where uh, the crop circles uh, was there and I was uh, very nervous and I was having a feeling that I was walking in uh, the fields uh, further and in one second I was see on the right part from my uh, head from my body uh, a red uh, sort of ball looked like a firefly uh, uh, above my head and um, I remember me on that moment uh, nothing that I was going up in the sky or that I was flying. That uh, sounds very strange, but I was remember me that I was standing on a totally, totally uh, other uh, place in the fields, location in the fields where where I uh, was standing uh, before, and that I was when I was watching to the ground, I was uh, seeing a brand new uh, crop circle and. Uh, with uh, the same uh, white powder in it. And this was uh, a very uh, strange experience. Robert, did you say that you felt like you were flying and you could see back down to where you had been? No, I I was... uh, He went uh, unconscious, he means. When he saw the, the red light, he lost consciousness. And the very next thing he was aware of uh, was that he was standing in a different place in the field than yes. where he had been. Yes, exactly, yes. And That's at true. this new place, here was the crop circle, which he had not ever seen before yes. with the white powder. Yes, exactly. Robert, did you have any sort of sensation or intuitive feeling that something was about to happen to you? Yes, I was feel the same electrostatic uh, energy uh, around me. And I was feeling uh, very peaceful, very peaceful feeling, very uh, quiet.
was going on at that moment, I cannot uh, realize that. I, I maybe I must. Um, maybe it's an interesting uh, experiment that I'm going under uh, hypno, hypno, hypnosis. Hypnosis, and um, maybe I, I see then interesting things. But I, there is something going out uh, out of mine remembering uh, I, I, that's that's very strange I cannot he, explain it he has missing a whole a missing segment there and doesn't know yes. what happened and Alejandro yes. asked him if uh, he had ever had hypnotherapy or anything and you know no he has not but I think now it sounds like he's thinking about doing it so yes, I will. You, yes. normally you feel some sort of anxiety or what you refer to as angst before a crop circle event, but in this case, you were very peaceful. So I wonder what the difference was. Yes, I I, I don't know of of the the good word is angst. I feel me uh, many times very nervous when the crop circle uh, uh, when crop circles are coming, very nervous and very. Uh, he paces uh, around a lot. Yes. He will. He moves around a lot in the house just before these things are happening. And I, I understand you sometimes do something with your hands? Yes, yes. That he does to, to center himself. It's yes. a, a thing to bring himself to peacefulness. What is and it? Just the movement that he makes with his hands that is comforting and helps uh, center him when he does feel a great deal of attention. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit strange person. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with two legs on the ground. <laughs> well, sometimes we're all a little bit strange, including myself. <laughs> so, I like strange. I like strange people. When you are a little bit uh, crazy, that's sometimes good. You uh, a little bit crazy is good. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, so, if, if you are a little bit to begin with, you can be. You can begin to understand that uh, other people can be also in different ways. And, and Robert is as normal and ordinary and typical. I mean, he loves McDonald's. He loves Coca-Cola. He likes yeah. cigars. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> like everybody else, except yeah. for these things that go on and which have really almost all of his life. Well, exactly. I know that these things have gone on with him, you know, since about the age of four. So, there, do you have any any idea uh, why this happens to you, Robert? Yes, I I was I have a feeling that um, the uh, effects around me they are um, a sort of signals, a sort of eye openers uh, for people. Signal, yes, yes, exactly. Signals, yes. Yes, to bring people, I feel all the time, many people are impressed about the effects. More, the most important is what the reason is from the effects. The reason is that uh, we're living now in a time, that's my feeling, we're living now in a time that many, many people are growing spiritual, and they have um, hungry. They are hungry to spiritual. They are hungry eat. for it. 
hungry for spiritual food. And when I was uh, a young child, I was all the time feeling that there was uh, a presence around me, and that there was. Uh, I have all the all the time feeling that um, there is some growing up, very growing up uh, level above me, and that will have. And you can call it God, or you can call it the light, and then we have a relation, a relation with people on earth. And uh, what I see in this time, and that's also the reason that so many paranormal phenomena are stronger, are stronger, more stronger in this time, that um, the reason is that many people um, that that now in this time the growing up uh, level. Um, will try to have a relation with the living people on the earth before the dead. And most all the time in the history was it when people was dying, when the body was dead, then people uh, was starting uh, spiritual, more growing up in the other dimensions. And now it's... There's a chance now for yes. people to do this spiritual growing while they're still alive. Yes, and when they are dying, then I, then they are more growing up, and they can uh, more the real life after the death. Uh, they can more uh, growing up than there, and uh, well, that's 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 also one reason from uh, the phenomenals. The the phenomenals uh, by bring phenomenals he means the photographs and all the strange things. They are just yes. events. And the events themselves are only to help people to get their attention. It's like hitting a donkey with a two-by-four. You know, you do something that so people pay attention. And the, the, what Robert thinks is that once you've got people's attention, many of these people will start to grow, you see. Yes, and that people know that there is more than only uh, uh, watching uh, for dollars and two times in the year of three times in the year going with uh, vacation that there is more than that that people learn to watching to the nature to watching how perfect your body is every organ is so perfect when you have a little bit in uh, IQ I don't know if I say it good IQ EQ IQ above the 20 you must realize that there is more. Ah, if you have an IQ above 20? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, Do you know you, what your IQ is, Robert? Would you happen to know that? I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think that I'm not so intelligent. I think that I'm, I'm well sensitive. I, uh, and I try to speaking from out my uh, uh, sense. Uh, yes. Yes, and when you um, feeling intuition is knowing. Intuition is knowing. You you that's when you feel something very strong, you know that that's the truth. And um, I have a feeling that the phenomenals around me, the, the the pictures, the crop circles, the the readings, the the things that I cannot know, uh, that they are a sort of um, they create a sort of holes in the collective mind window from the people and uh, open up the mind, create holes that people watching that there is uh, more. And uh, my, I think that uh, when 
people are watching around themselves and watching to the body and to the brains and your eyes and everything in nature, the whole universe, you, you must realize that there is more. I cannot understand that some scientists are so arrogant that they can say that there is nothing. Everything is energy and, and is, a, is a very creative energy when you're watching around you. And then you must realize that there is absolutely more. And how you will call that, that that's your own choice. My, I, um, the phenomenals are um, eye-openers. I, uh, I, they're they're helpers to help people helpers, yes, get it, yes. you know. Like, so you yes. think this might be a time of awakening? Yes, oh sure, yes. yes. I'm, uh, I'm sure that we, uh, we're living. I'm a little bit in a uh, in, uh, in, uh, 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 party feeling when I have uh, seen uh, on the news that uh, they discover a new planet with uh, uh, life on it. Earth-like no. qualities, or they think it's an Earth-like... Planet. Yes, or like yes, yes, yes. I and saw that old. too. Too. Yes. Well, yes. The, it's these ideas that there is so much more to reality than just your work and buying clothes and going on a yes. vacation. That there's so much more that is very important, and it is in the spiritual realm, and. What these events that are, are they're dramatic events, that is true, but the purpose of them more than anything is to help people open their eyes and their yes, hearts. Exactly. Yes. Well, we have a, a lot of questions in the chat room. We've got about seven minutes before we take a 10 minute break. Um, do we want to finish the woodenhead thing or do we want to yeah, answer questions? Let's go ahead and do the finish the wooden head this last seven minutes, and then we'll come back after the break. Okay. Uh, this is in, for people who are reading, following along, it's part two of the wooden head report. And in the very beginning, it's called, um, well, not the very first thing there. Where, there it is. Oh, wait a minute. i got to get it in front of me. Wooden head number four. If they scroll down to the, the title that says Woodenhead, Woodenhead Number Four, Figure with Slashing Eyes. And okay. it's, another, it's another dumbbell formation that occurs. And in this situation, Robert, because so many things were going on, everybody was paying more attention than they regularly do. And so when Robert again felt that something else was going to happen at this place, this Woodenhead Field, his mother and his father and his sister, whose name I never say right, Madelon. Is that right, Robert? Yes, that's very good. <laughs> that's good, yes. That's a typical Dutch name, yes. Uh, she was there, and also Ellen and her husband. So there were many people there this night, and they had all gone right. to the field, and they were looking at some of these crop circles that were already present. And after about an hour... Uh, Robert became restless again and uh, started to walk off away from the group. They could see him in silhouette, but uh, he walked off. Why don't you take it from there, Robert? As you walked away, what happened? Yes, I was uh, get uh, the same nervous uh, feeling that uh, I was feel very strong in my whole body that there was coming a sort of uh, presence uh, around me. 
and the same presence that I know what I was feeling when uh, the crop circles are coming and they are forming. And I was walking in the tram line further in the fields and I was a little bit nervous when I was knowing that the farmer was very upset that the crop circles was there and that he was not liking so much that people was coming on his uh, field. Okay. And Yes, and I was walking further in uh, the field, and I was walking uh, close by the bushes, by trees there, and I was in one second a little bit in shock. I was watching very good, and I was seeing a figure, and I was absolutely sure that that was the farmer, that uh, he was... Uh, watching there to uh, uh, be very upset and say that we must go away. And I was walking a little bit closer and I was focused with my eyes, trying focus boots in the dog, and I was see that uh, the face was turning to me and I was see absolutely very, uh, very strong that it was not uh, the farmer and it was not a human, uh, that it was a white face with uh, black uh, eyes. Almond uh, eyes. Yes, yes, And you exactly. said also big bushy eyebrows. Yes, big. I was remember me very strong. It was very strange. I was, that was the first time that I was so sort of with a creature with big eyebrows. And uh, I have seen more creatures with big uh, black eyes, but this was very strange, and he was watching to me, and I was see in one second flash in the eyes, uh, a sort of uh, yellow uh, color uh, uh, look like, if it was light, in the eyes uh, watching to me, and um, that was giving me not a feeling from angst. I'm I'm sure that people, when people listening listening now on on this moment, they're thinking maybe, whoa, that's uh, that's a scary uh, experience. That was absolutely not. I was feeling very safe, and I was feel exactly the same feeling what I was feeling when I was on my sleep room and I was see the big light with the white powder on my balcony. It was feel very intelligent. I get the feeling that it was, was know me exactly how I am and how I am are. And, and you um, heard the noise again. I was hearing a noise, very high noise, and I heard it sometimes, uh, I have heard it more times, when uh, I was feel that intelligence uh, around me, and I heard them, hear them very uh, high noise, very high noise. and. Uh, it gives a little bit, when I hear it, it gives a little bit the feeling that I'm, how do you say that, unconscious? Uh, unconscious? That yes, that I feel a little bit knocked out. But that, but that was not going on, I was not knocked out. And um, in one second, the presence, the uh, uh, intelligence, the creature was go away. I was seeing nothing in one second. And um, I was walking closer, and a, circle. a brand, yeah, and there was a new uh, crop circle, a little uh, circle with uh, a lot of white powder. Where the creature uh, had been? Where the creature right was. Right in front of where he Right in front of it, absolutely, yes. Did the creature yes. appear to be solid, or could you see through it, or...? 
uh, the strange was that it was uh, a little, uh, it was very massive, uh, very... Uh, tall. Yes. It was yes. as tall as, a, as the farmer would have been. As a, yes, as a human. But did, he, did it seem a solid... Uh, fleshy thing, or did it seem ghost-like? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that sounds maybe strange. But I, I swore it all my life. Uh, when I'm lying here, uh, God can, uh, God can uh, uh, stop my heart. Then I swore it all my life that it, uh, I was see it absolutely, and I was see there was a, a sort of flesh uh, look like, and uh, more. I've seen it also transparent, but this was. Look, uh, it was the same uh, as in This human. one was not transparent. No, absolutely no. not. This one was solid. Okay. Yes. Well, with that, we have just about a minute, and um, before well, we take I, a let break... Me, let me finish up then. Okay. Because uh, the, after the creature was gone, uh, Robert called everybody, and they came and also saw the brand-new circle with the white powder, uh, but in this case, and this is important, uh, the white powder in this instance was sent to a material science laboratory in Amsterdam, and they did exactly the same sort of work that we've been doing here in the States, and they also came up with exactly the same answer, a very pure hydromagnetite, again, is what was present in that formation. All right, and with that, we are at the top of the hour. We're going to take a 10-minute break, and I appreciate you joining us for the first half of the Joiner Report. Be sure and come back. Go pick up a snack or a Diet Coke, whatever you do, and come back for the second half. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. program that looks at the UFO topic from a fresh perspective. Sound interesting? Then join us here on the UFO Paranormal Radio Network every Friday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central for The Joiner Report, hosted by journalist and researcher Angela Joyner. Tune in to UFO Undercover. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Good evening and welcome to this week's worldwide broadcast of The Joyner Report. Now here's your host, Angela Joyner. And welcome back to the second half of the Joiner Report on WPRN New Orleans and UFO Paranormal Radio Network.com. Looks like we've had some people hang in the chat room. We lost a few. I'm sorry about that, but uh, that's the way it goes. You're going to miss a good second half. <laughs> Tonight's guests are Nancy Talbot and Robert Vandenbroeke 
Um, Robert is in Holland, and he is up in the early morning hours. I, w- I guess it's about 5 a.m. there now in uh, at his home. And we appreciate that so much. And you've heard uh, Nancy and I talk about Robert's case several times before on the Joyner Report. It's something that has always intrigued me, and I've always respected Nancy's work and how methodical she is. And um, she is a a firm believer that uh, Robert is and can do what he says he can do. She's witnessed it herself. So welcome back to the show, Robert and Nancy. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So, Nancy... going to stay with Robert every summer and uh, in this particular case I had brought with me electromagnetometers and geomagnetometers from Dr. William Roll, the American parapsychologist. He wanted me to see if I could find any uh, difference in the energetic background in the fields around Robert's house in the field out back where the circles happen, and also in other fields where we knew crop circles had happened in years gone by or where there were crop circles that summer. And so Robert and I went out day after day after day lugging this heavy equipment and walking these fields very carefully and taking the readings, writing them down, very boring, and we did it for a long time. And there was no change in any of the readings in any of these places except when we stood right underneath the high power lines. There you would get a spike in the readings. And tell us again, tell, I'm sorry, what, 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 what instrument were you using? This was an electromagnetometer. It's looking for variations in the, in the magnetic fields and in the air. And we're wondering, you see, if there is anything like this in the air in the crop circle sites. The geomagnetometer looks for uh, changes in the magnetic field. We were were checking both because uh, Dr. Roll thought that perhaps we would find a difference in these places. Well, after weeks of doing this and climbing up, uh, you know, dikes and crawling over barbed wire fences and stuff, 
and it was very hot that summer, and I don't like it when it's hot. And Robert and I came back, it was towards the end of the time I was going to be there, and we had had no success, found nothing different, and I was very annoyed. And we were in the kitchen, and Robert wanted to go back out into the field to some of the crop circles because we often get very interesting photographs, you know, and he likes to do that. And he asked if we were going to go back, and I, was, I wasn't tired. I was just so annoyed that I said, no, I am sick of this phenomenon. Uh, it's too hard to study. Why can't it be more obvious? I'm going up to bed. So I left him in the kitchen downstairs, and I, at that, that year I was staying in his room, which is at the back of the house, and I went upstairs, got into my nightgown, opened up the windows wide because it was so hot. Of course, they opened right out onto this field, and I got into the bed and was going to read a little bit before going to sleep. And I, I don't know, five minutes or so went by, and I heard the cattle in a farm down the road start to bellow. Well, I had been there many times at that point. I never had heard those cattle ever before. I didn't even know there were cattle down there. But what I do know from talking to many, many farmers and ranchers on whose properties crop circles happen is that if they have cattle or horses or dogs, these animals often will carry on when a crop circle is getting ready to happen. And I knew that. And I thought, well, gee, I wonder if I should get up and go stand on and then I'll see whatever's going to happen. And for some reason, I didn't do that. I don't quite know why. I went back to reading. Then another five minutes or so went by, and uh, suddenly the cattle are bellowing very loudly. And I knew something was getting ready because they never do this. And I started to swing my legs out of bed because I was going to go down and tell Robert about it. And before I could get out of bed, suddenly this brilliant tube of light came crashing down to the, boom, right in front of those windows to the ground. And it lit up the field uh, half a mile away, I could see. It lit the room up as if it were inside the room. It startled me half to death. I was very shocked. What was it that was crashing down again? that field and he was yelling to me because he had seen these two tubes of light he starts running up the stairs to where I am by like noise no noise at all not a sound uh, none of the electrostatic my the hair on my arms did not stand up nothing at all except for these brilliant very powerful tubes of light. What color so, was white? Whitish, uh, basically white, the same length the whole way down. Now, when Robert got up there, we had been making so much noise, we waked up the whole family. So everybody went downstairs, and 
we wanted to see what it had done because it had happened right behind Robert's house. And there were string beans in that field that year. And so we stood at the door thinking, should we go out? I mean, the power in these tubes of light, I didn't want to be underneath one of those things. And Robert's a little bit braver than I am, so he went out first, and he didn't get hit. So I thought, okay, grab the flashlight, and I went with him. And we went to the fence at the back of his little garden and shone the light over into the bean field. And there was a brand-new crop circle. Had just Where the tubes had been? As best I could tell. Robert, why don't you tell what it looked like from where you were down in the kitchen? Yes, it was exactly uh, a little bit, uh, exactly the same uh, what Nancy described. It was a very big, uh, bright tube uh, of light, very heavy and very strong. And I wish that uh, people not standing under it. Uh, it's <laughs> very, uh, very big. Then I think that you are white powder. And, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's good uh, for the skeptical persons that they uh, that they see that with the eyes. Not that they uh, are white powder, but that they, they see what we were seeing. That was so, so, so proofful and so uh, strong. And it was a, a, a tube of light, and the whole garden and the whole field was light up. It was boom. So it lit Once up I, everything around? Everything. Yes, in, yes, everything. And it was, you was see a tube of light going in the ground, and very, uh, very heavy, very... And this strong. happened three times? I it, saw all yes. three of them. He yes. was on the stairs for yes. the third one. Yes. So he didn't yes. see the third one. He saw the first no. two. Yes. And I no mean, noise. Exactly. No. No noise. No uh, French fry frying sound like you heard <coughs> some cases. Now, Robert did say, though, later that he heard the dog next door. Remember that, Robert? I have heard the dog, yes. He, I was hearing that. And uh, I, I'm sure that she was also feeling... Uh, the energy that uh, the, uh, the that that there was some something going on in the energy fields and animals. Uh, so so the, yes. the cattle and the dogs alerted you that something was about to happen, Nancy, and that's why you looked out in the first place, right? Well, the bed was facing right out those windows. I'd have seen it whether I was looking or not, but I know because my part of my job with the crop circles, when we're getting them sampled and everything is to talk to the farmers and the landowners all over the world. And they tell me this all the time, that the night the crop circle happened on their property, their cattle would bellow or their horses would carry on or their dogs would bark. And they associated, in every case, by themselves, the animal noises as being related to the appearance of the crop circle. And so that's why I thought when I heard the cattle, since I had been there many times and never even knew there were cattle, that something was getting ready to happen. Well, we hear this a lot with uh, UFO sightings, that animals will act strangely, dogs will start barking and take off or something. So um, that's something that's uh, fairly well accepted about this phenomenon. If, in fact, it is UFOs, I mean, we are not, in fact, up to that point, Robert and I had both, as best I understand this, been very certain that the standard UFO thing, whatever that is, 
was not what was causing crop circles. We were sure of it. And I remember the night after it had happened, and Robert and I were leaning on the fence just looking at the crop circle in the bean field. And I had thought this to myself, but I hadn't said it to him. And he, Robert turned to me and he said, do you think that one was UFO? Meaning, I think, do you think that event, this particular one, had something to do with UFOs? And that's exactly what I had been thinking, which confused me a lot because my standard notion of UFOs doesn't really fit with the feeling that I have about crop circles. So you didn't think that UFOs had anything to do with crop circles until this years, happened? Not for years and years and years. And I okay. still don't understand. I've asked Robert. Maybe he can explain it tonight. He, I don't quite understand when he tells me now that um, some UFOs, I guess, uh, are involved, but not that there may be there are many different kinds of UFOs. Uh, but apparently, as far as I can guess, Robert now thinks that at least in some cases, UFOs are involved, and they may be a particular kind of UFO rather than another kind. Why don't you talk about that, Robert? Yes, you mean positive, negative? Yeah. I mean, how? because yes. in the beginning, remember, we did not think UFOs were involved. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, I have, uh, I, I was have, later I was get experience that I was also see UFOs. And I have also see a circle, uh, discover a circle. Uh, I was feeling uh, me in a sort of trance and I was also walking to a cornfield, uh, a maze, I don't right. know if good, walking to that. And I was see a silver metallic object above uh, the field and I was walking in the field and I was discover a big circle in a maze and it was a uh, very strong energy. What and time of, uh, that was in late afternoon, wasn't it, Robert? It was still light. Yes, 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 yes. And furthermore, yes. he got off his bike, this is, he was on the dike with his bike, he yes. got off the bike and he walked down in between the fields to get closer to this UFO which this metallic-looking thing that was slowly, slowly coming down. Yes. And then he another one of these incidents where he went unconscious, and when he woke up, he was inside a brand-new circle, this time in the corn, in maize. Yes, yes. That's exactly the experience. In a completely different spot. Yeah, completely. So yes, he had been... Yes. 30, 40 meters away from it when all of a sudden he doesn't know what happened. But the next thing he knew, the next conscious moment, he is inside an obviously brand new, just created crop circle in the corn. And it was very strange. I was take people uh, with a group of people uh, later. Uh, I was asked permission on the farmer. And I was take people with me, and there was some man by it. He was very skeptical. He was not believe. And I, I can give you the number from the witness, uh, the witnesses, maybe. And he was walking with me, with his, uh, with his uh, uh, wife, uh, to uh, the circle in the maze. 
and he was not believed very strong that the, the time was for real. And in one second, there was um, coming something out the sky, and you was not can see it. You it was not you was not can see it with the eyes, and was pushing him, and he was make a. Uh, and he was flying a little bit in the sky and falling further in the field. Oh and my lord! Yes, exactly. And, and you uh, saw this, and his wife saw this. And his wife saw this. Yes, yes. I can. That's the. She, her name is uh, Angelique. She's from Belgium. And uh, is this news to you? I've Nancy? never heard this story before. I, I, yes, I think that I have not tell it to you uh, uh, that was uh, the, there are so many things going on but that was uh, happening on uh, that moment yeah and he was um, well now Robert after he got picked up in the air and thrown a bit what did he think then it was very strange it was not that he was uh, 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 hanging in the sky but he was walking to the circle and he when he I was asked uh, permission on the on the intelligence is it good that these people coming in the circle and I was walking in the circle and he was will stepping in the circle he, he was walking with me and he was get a knock in one second and he was flying in the sky and falling in the in the in the maze farther. Oh, I think you could you what? keep your eyes on him as he was flying in the sky? Uh, yes. What Robert yes. means is like he was suddenly knocked out of the circle. Yes, he was suddenly out of the what? Yeah, the, we, see Robert what he's saying here is that Robert in his mind was asking the the presence, the consciousness behind this, whether or not he should have actually brought this man with him because he knows this man is such a, a skeptic. And so in his mind, that's what he's asking as he and the man are getting close to the circle. And apparently, uh, as they got to the circle, the man suddenly went flying back into the other part of the field as if the answer was no. Yes, that was exactly. And I did uh, that... that, that, that when I talking with her, with uh, Angelique from uh, Belgium, that was uh, her uh, her husband, uh, or that was uh, her, uh, his wife. Uh, she is talking all the time that story. She's remember that so strong. Was uh, get a, a, a push and flying uh, uh, further in the field, falling uh, down in the field. And he was, uh, that was a very uh, strange uh, experience. And that was for him the proof that it was absolutely real. And that if, that have changed his life. Uh, he, he, oh. uh, so he's yes. not skeptical anymore. That's no, he, 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 was, like. he, he was very skeptical uh, about it. But he was, uh, I'm so sorry for him, he was uh, sick on that moment also. He was having uh, cancer. And, f and he uh, is in the other dimension now, this moment. He's dying. But he, uh, it was for him. Uh, oh, he passed uh, away now? Yes, yes, yes. But he, oh. was, uh, he, he was a very nice uh, person. But he was... Uh, um, yes, he, it was for him uh, that he was 
absolutely sure that it was real and uh, I was welcome in his uh, life and I have uh, I have can help in him with Do you think to... that uh, his wife Angelique would come on and talk to us about that experience? Oh yeah, maybe I can ask her and uh, I can ask her uh, if she will tell uh, the the story and she will do that. I'm sure that she will. Do oh, that. that that would be great. I think if yes. we could have her Is on this to describe. the same woman, Robert, who just a couple of years ago there was another circle in near the special field, and yes. remember that a woman came. She had a dream in the middle of the night that the circle was happening, and she yes. didn't know your telephone number or anything, but she drove up this... Is that the same woman? Um, I don't think so. Angelique, I, I know her uh, for years now. Ah. She, uh, she, uh, she, is, uh, she, she, she is making arts uh, from my circle. She, she is uh, drawing... Uh, uh, and she... she uh, is also very uh, spiritual, and uh, she, um, yeah, she sounds she like a different lady. That'd be great. I can ask topic. her. Uh, maybe we can make an. Uh, that she coming uh, maybe uh, in also in the show. I can call her uh, maybe in the coming weeks, and uh, she can tell right. the story. Yes. Okay, I think that would be great because the next time you come on, after this report is published on the photos and three or four weeks, then uh, maybe we could add her for a few minutes to tell what happened. But there is a question in the chat room from Lily, and she wants to know if the man was injured when he was thrown back. Was he hurt, Robert? Uh, no, no. Not really. No, no, no. no, he was not hurt. He was uh, shocked. He wasn't totally shocked. He was... Uh, the 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 mace was flattening there when he was falling, and he was in a shock, and he was no very uh, sure uh, that it was uh, good and that it was real, and he was feel also. So he was he was thrown with enough force to knock some of the some of the uh, corn plants down, and you know, yes. Angela, from being in a cornfield, those are those are ten, eleven, twelve feet tall, yeah. and it would take some force to knock them down. Certainly would, yes. yes. Uh, he was six uh, Yes, it was uh, giving a positive change in his uh, in his life, and he was uh, uh, it was very positive for him, and he was uh, know that it was uh, good. It was a sort of uh, process for him. He was falling in the ghost, uh, so you can call that. He was falling in uh, another reality on that. Yes. Moment. Yeah. He probably wasn't anxious to go back with you anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> so he was going with me uh, later uh, many times to uh, the circles, and I was also uh, helping him when he was uh, dying uh, on his bed. Uh, I was uh, also bringing him to the light, and uh, it was uh, very good. He was uh, he he have get a lots of rest from it, and uh, they uh, there is no negative. Uh, energy in that sort of circles. It sounds a little bit aggressive, but it was not aggressive. It, he must. It was for him a proof that he must not so thinking too much. Feel. Yes. Yes. Feel. It, was, it was a way to show him quickly uh, that he wasn't approaching this right. Yes. Well, yes. we have about ten minutes left, and, and Lily has another 
question, but I'm just letting you know where we are on time. But she wants to know if the energy in the crop circle contributed to his cancer. Oh, no, I'm sure he had the cancer already, did he not? Yes, he was having the cancer years, years before. And uh, he, he was, uh, it was, uh, that, that, that's uh, not uh, from, uh, people must not make them so, uh, so out that the crop circles have uh, uh, too much energy you can get uh, cancer. That's, that's absolutely not uh, true. He was having it uh, years before and it was uh, uh, going up and down. And uh, he he was uh, he was being treated for many years, is what he's saying. Yes, 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 exactly. No, I don't that, think that there are any reports anywhere in the world of uh, any sort of serious permanent harm to anyone. There have been some startling things, some shocking things, but uh, as far as I know, I don't know of one single incident of any permanent harm to anyone in a genuine crop circle. All right. Now, I do have another question, um, Robert. Um, you know, you um, said, and Nancy said before, that you were convinced that UFOs didn't have anything to do with the crop circles. But after the tubular lights came down and this crop circle appeared after that and you ran out and looked at it, you felt maybe that UFOs did have something to do with crop circles. So what I'm wondering, Robert, what can you tell us about UFOs? Are they crafts that are being piloted by people from other planets? Are they from another dimension? What's your thoughts? I, my feeling is that uh, there are many, many, many UFOs. Also, many what? Many that, that different kinds of different UFOs. kinds of UFOs, and okay. uh, I'm I have a feeling that uh, you can call it God, or you can call it the light. Of I'm not uh, um, uh, a religion priest. I'm a medium, and I I uh, uh, believe very strong in in the light of God. How you will know that? How you will call it? That's that's no problem. I believe that the universe has uh, many uh, brothers of light and many uh, different dimensions. And I'm sure that some planets uh, are so far uh, that they can uh, travel interdimensional and uh, that they can, uh, in one second, they can come in here. And I so you're, are you convinced, Robert, that we are being visited by extraterrestrials? I'm sure about it. I'm sure that that is, that's absolutely true. And I'm sure that the UFOs coming from another planet, from uh, another dimension, and also other planets have something to do with it, but also uh, the, uh, the, the dimension after the death have something to do with it. I feel that the GFOs around me are positive, and I feel also that there is police, that there is something so so big that uh, that protects also the earth, and that they can also visit uh, the earth. And they have so many respect for the living people on earth and for the free will, that they not 
uh, uh, interview, yes, and that they're not landing uh, or, uh, in the middle of uh, New York. They have respect. They can do, or they can do, I'm sure, but they don't do that. They have, they are growing up, and they are part from a higher plan, and they are step for step coming closer. But they will not make a world psychotic. Will they will not make a, a, a history of how you say that a hysterical um, situation. Hysterical. Yes, but they are there. Uh, and frightening. That is not what they uh, will do. But they they are there. And uh, pilots. And so, does this mean that is it possible that there are some UFOs that are from a different from groups that are very different from the groups that are with you that may be aggressive or or not? Are some of them aggressive? Do some have one agenda and others a different agenda? Yes, yes. I feel um, I don't know of. Uh, I have the permission to tell too much of this moment about it. Uh, people permission uh, from who? From the higher world to to tell uh, too much about it. People must grow first. And permission from the higher worlds. What does that mean? From the alien spiritual world, from the spiritual world, from the world, from true, from true and love and. Uh, so, are we, we talk talking about spirits? Or are we talking about extraterrestrial aliens or whatever? Both. You want to call it? Both. Both. So it's yes, all it's mixed both. up together. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. That's 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 exactly uh, when there are planets where they are on a collective telepathic level and they can they can do many things and you have now, uh, do you have permission to talk about what you've talked about here so far yes yes I'm, i that that's that's good and uh i'm free to do everything what i will i uh, feel also that people must first growing and there is many things that are going on of this moment uh, some people uh, are not, uh, it's too early to uh, explain uh, everything. I know that uh, they are GFOs, uh, they are, uh, the GFOs are, are around me, they are uh, positive. They are sort of big chakras, big light bodies with, uh, with aliens in it. They mean, okay. they, they mean good. If you, if you have permission from the higher worlds, which you're saying is either uh, or could be both spiritual and ET, yeah. and um, are you are we to believe that you are some sort of conduit for a message? As he yeah. said the other night, uh, remember Robert is learning as he goes along. Also, he doesn't have every answer to everything. I think. And he, like the other night he said that he thinks that his, uh, with his mediumship that he is meant to be a bridge, a bridge between the regular ordinary world and some of this other, uh, other dimensional, uh, more spiritual realm. Okay, Robert, is this a message you get in your head that you have permission 
or is it a in, something intuitive that you know what to talk about and what not to talk about? How do you know? That's a message. That's a message. I, I hear it, and uh, there is coming more time that I can talk uh, more about it. I know. That, is it uh, telepathic that they're communicating with you? Yes, exactly. It's it's telepathic. It's it's a very deep knowing. And sometimes it translates in a sort of voice in my uh, head. But I know that um, the GFOs around uh, me are uh, good. And the most GFOs in uh, space, they are good. They will protect the Earth. They have uh, also a sort of create a sort of energy field around the Earth that they also protect more for uh, bad uh, encounters. In the last years, there are not so many very bad en encounters, and that's uh, also the prote protection from uh, the positive energy. But you have also a bad part, and I don't talk uh, so much. Uh, I found it not so fine about talk about that, but they, uh, they, you have also a bad part uh, from it. So you have also demons, and you have also intergalactic uh, demons okay expand on demons what do you no, mean no, there? the point he's making here Angela, Angela is that there is good and bad mm. and that there is a tug of war there is um, the light the good part is working very hard now to reach many many people but it does not uh, it, it has an adversary and Robert has himself dealt with this. Um, but for the others of us, that's why this has to proceed a step at a time. Some information that you get and absorb and get comfortable with and you understand, and then a little bit more information. You have to remember that these events have been happening to Robert for, what, 25, right. 26 years now. Kind of and commonplace he, for him. Well, I would, yeah, I, sometimes I swear it feels like that. But that there is a time when people are ready for the next piece of information. And he feels, as a medium, a responsibility to not jump that readiness. That he will feel when it is the right time to say whatever the next thing is. And that he'll do it then. But he doesn't. He won't do it before then. Is yeah, that right, can, Robert? That, that's right. And I can only say that the positivity is the winner forever, and that All life right. is the winner, and that's forever, and that's 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 mean for the whole universe. Yes, love. Well, like Robert, that, I the, and Nancy, yes. we have about three minutes left here. And I know, Robert, that you are known um, in Holland as a psychic, and I can't resist a freebie. Do you know what my role is? What am I supposed to do? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that you are uh, opening uh, the eyes from, from many people and that you, um, you do it very good. And I, I have a feeling that you are uh, also, in your way, a pioneer and that you do it... Uh, very good, and that you. Uh, I have a feeling that um, you give you you going further than uh, you you can open. You you get um, you bring things in the media, and the 
ordinary media is not bringing it out, and you do it well, and that's uh, very good that you uh, give it the chance, and you have a passion for the truth, and that's very good, and you, you must hold it. You are also a pioneer in your uh, way, and uh, I will give you also, uh, when we uh, sitting on a rest, uh, easy moment, I will give you also, uh, I will give you a reading and uh, that I make contact with uh, the uh, also spirits around you of family uh, spirits and I can help in you and uh, that's, uh, that's, I will do that. But I have a very good feeling by you and you must know that you do it good. You must be sure from yourself. You do it good and you are, um, you, you, you have a passion for the truth and that's, that's good. And, uh, I'm sure that uh, God bless you. I'm sure. Well, thank you. I do have a passion for the truth. Um, yes, I really do. want to know. I want to know. I don't want to believe. I want to know what in the hell is going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very <laughs> well, really good. I love part, it. That's part of that, uh, Angela, I have learned from knowing Robert is that uh, you, you, there is work and as you work at it and you struggle with it, uh, this helps, it, it helps make it clearer and clearer. Robert has struggled for many, many, many years not knowing exactly what was going on, absolutely not knowing why him, uh, being very isolated as he learned uh, more and more. Uh, and the individual people, each of us, you and me and the listeners, we have to work, seriously work, to understand, not be joking about it, you know, be really trying to understand. And then little yes. by little it comes. Yes. And with that, we are out of time. And I appreciate you, Robert. I, I feel blessed that you have come on the show to share your experiences and nancy i have to thank you for bringing them to us i appreciate you also and with that uh this is the end of the joiner report i'll see you next friday night where we're going to uh talk to some it's going to be a new case out of tennessee so most of you won't have heard about that but uh then we will have uh about four weeks, and we'll have Robert and Nancy back on. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Joiner Report, and good night.